Hello everybody, my name is Nick Ellis. I'm the PC Computer Guy. Welcome to this edition of Tech Talk. We will be talking about Windows 8 today. Before we get into that, I've got to do my little plug. If you like this podcast, you can find many more podcasts like this or tech tip videos or articles at www.pccomputerguy.com. And if you need any help, I can do remote access or uh, if you're in the local Indianapolis area, I can we can set up on-site appointments or drop-offs as well. My number is 317-883-PCCG. That's 883-PCCG. So Windows 8 is... Launch, or slated to launch on October 26th. The release to manufacturers is already being shipped and it's in production and things are in the works to get this done. Should you get Windows 8? Well, I'm going to just tell you up front. No, probably not. At least that's my opinion. Um, I've used it for quite a while and first thing that's important to understand psychologically is everybody's resistant to change or most everybody and myself is included in that. Um, but I've used it enough now to kind of get over that uh, shell shock factor. The main problem, in my opinion, and in many people's opinion with Windows 8, is the way that they use the start menu now, or the lack thereof, depending on how you want to look at it. But to understand why, you have to understand what's going on behind the scenes, or um, economically, or or in Microsoft's decision-making process. Microsoft has been absent from the mobile market for a very long time. Both Apple and Google with Android have been doing lots of stuff, and there's been nothing but crickets from the Microsoft camp. Well, this Windows 8 is not only a new operating system for the desktops, but it's Microsoft going full-fledged 100% into the mobile marketing arena. So this is also going to run on tablets and smartphones. The idea is to create a uniformed ecosystem something that's the same between your tablet, your desktop, and your smartphone, something that really doesn't exist with either the iPhone or the Android operating system. However, I'm not sure that you're going to be able to conceptually pull this off. If they are, kudos to them and and more power to them. But um, the, the devices are just conceptually very different. Phones and tablets are similar, but desktops and tablets, I think, are very different creatures in that desktops are much more for productivity and more capable and therefore allow you to do much more multitasking. Whereas tablets, you just kind of browse around on certain web pages, you check your email, it might respond a little bit to this or that here and there, but you're not doing a whole ton of productivity on a tablet or a smartphone. So uh, this the, the main thing that people are complaining about is this Metro interface, which is a start screen. When you log into your thing, the start screen is, instead of being your traditional desktop that you're used to, it's a whole bunch of tiles. Um, and you click on whatever you want to launch the things. Your taskbar along the bottom is gone. So, unless you switch to the desktop mode. So you have to switch to the desktop mode, and then in the desktop mode, there's no start button anymore. So it makes it difficult to launch things. You have to go back into the Metro interface, which is now officially called Windows 8, I guess, as well. But I'm going to call it Metro because it's just confusing to refer to it as Windows 8. Um... So you have a lot of back and forth going on. Uh, Another thing that I heard uh, another person review say is that Windows 8 is schizophrenic. And I kind of agree. It's almost like you have two operating systems. Microsoft is trying to merge these two things into one to create this uniform system among everything. But uh, it just, as I said before, conceptually it doesn't seem like it's going to work very well. Um, So some things you click on, such as if you go to add a device, and you have this nice touchscreen-based interface. The other thing, if you go to add a printer, though, it kicks you into the desktop mode and in your more traditional classic Windows interface. So some things are like in this Metro touch 
tablet-style interface, and then other things are in this, uh, your traditional Windows kind of setup. So that kind of makes things a little bit confusing for people, myself included. Um, there are advantages to Windows 8, so I'll, uh, everybody's knocking it, but nobody's saying any of the good things. It's a much faster operating system, even than Windows 7, which is pretty cool. Um, so Microsoft has done a lot of work in optimizing it, making it run faster. Some of the things like the gradients and things that we had before are removed for that optimization uh, effect. It's got a very sleek, nice looking interface, um, really cool things such as a lot of processing can be done by your computer's graphics card, the GPU, which helps increase the speed of the operating system because instead of the operating system have to, having to render things, it can use your video card to render things. What normally is done in games is now um, done just all the time in Windows. That's that's a that's an incredible benefit right there. Um, there's a lot of technological improvements. The the also Windows 8 is built around the um, web technology that's developed over the last decade or so. So a lot of things are synced with the cloud, the internet. So you have your SkyDrive, which is essentially Microsoft's answer to Google Docs or Dropbox, which is a nice thing where you, if you take a file like a picture and you drop it in your SkyDrive. And on your tablet, assuming that you have a Windows 8 tablet, you go to your, your SkyDrive and it's going to be there as well. So things stay synchronized in that way. Anything that you want to appear on multiple devices, you just make sure that it's in your SkyDrive and then it'll automatically be loaded into any of your other Windows 8 devices. So that's kind of neat. Um, nothing radically new, but it's kind of neat. Your sign-in is also tied to Microsoft's servers so that your profiles and settings and such should theoretically be synchronized across multiple things. So if you change your desktop background or something, I, I've not tested this, but in theory, if you change your desktop background or the way that the tiles are laid out, which tiles you have shown, say, for example, you have a Facebook tile that uh, updates Facebook status all the time, that should be reflected on your tablet as well if you sign in with the same username and password. So changes that you make on one area will be reflected in another. That's kind of nice. But um, like I said, just the main thing that people are not liking, myself included, is the Metro interface, the tile-based interface. I think that the solution to this is something that's pretty simple. I mean, it doesn't achieve Microsoft's goal in creating this uniform universe between all of the devices. But again, I don't know that you can actually do that. Um, so my solution is give people the option of going to the desktop, straight to the desktop, without having to use Metro at all, the tile-based interface, and give us our start button back. If we have the start button and we can use the desktop mode, then I can give uh, Windows 8 my blessing. Um, but for the desktop users, you're kind of left hanging. In fact, it's almost um, <clears throat> an assault on the desktops, I guess. Uh, um, Part of the idea that Microsoft has is that it's going to be touch-driven so that the new Windows 8 computers will have touch interfaces on both the laptops and new desktops and what whatever you have. The, that's, that's good and dandy if the computer's sitting close to you, but I have a large desk and my computer screen sit on the back of the desk and I have the rest of the space when I'm working on papers or something that's sitting in front of me. So I don't want my entire desk to be taken up by my computer and I don't want the computer to sit right in front of my face. I like it to sit at the back of the desk, which means that I'm not going to be able to reach or it's going to be uncomfortable to be constantly reaching across the desk to get to the touch screen. So that's not going to work for me. That might be a little nitpicky. I may be just, you know, uh, just wanting to complain about things. But I do think that that's a problem. Even on a laptop, you know, even if it's sitting in your lap, you're not going to be, at least myself, if my hands are situated on the keyboard and the touchpad, I don't want to keep reaching up to the screen in order to get things done. It does make 
some things more convenient. For example, if you just want to sit down and flip through a few pictures with the friends or something, then that's a, that's useful. But if I'm working on something in Microsoft Word and then I want to go back to PowerPoint or something, I don't want to have to go back into the interface and then reach for the screen, swipe across, find my PowerPoint, tap it, open, go back to the keyboard. To me, that seems like it's more work, not less work. There are other little bugs and problems. For example, <laughs> it... I had to actually Google how to shut off my computer. I had to look it up and find where the shut off ability was. And I also just accidentally stumbled across the log off, which is not in the same area as shutting down the computer. Problems like this, Microsoft will obviously have to solve. <clears throat> and well, the version that I was using was not the release to manufacturer version, is an earlier version, so some of these things may already be fixed. But just things are disjointed. Also, Internet Explorer, if you use Internet Explorer through the Metro interface, it's a different Internet Explorer than on your desktop interface. So if you have a web page open through Metro and then you switch to the desktop mode and you pull up a web page, well, they're not going to be like synced together. So if you were looking at PCComputerGuy.com through Metro and then you go to your desktop interface and the open Internet Explorer, it's like you're starting from scratch. So does that mean the PC Computer Guy web page is gone? Nope. You have to go back to Metro and then click the Internet Explorer in there. It's kind of confusing a little bit. Again, I think that that's something Microsoft will be able to remedy, and it's not the end of the world type thing, but it is just a little bit confusing. It's almost like Windows 8 tries to be two operating systems in one thing. For tablets and smartphones, it'll probably work very nicely, but for desktops, you're, again, you're kind of left out to hang a little bit. They really want you to use the touch interface, and if you don't have the touch interface, then you can do things with your mouse, but it's just not as convenient or fast to do it. So, in end, there's... Oh, there's a lot of benefits and improvements, but that interface thing is just critical to me and to a lot of people. And so I will not be putting Windows 8 on my desktop computer until Microsoft hopefully caves and gives into those couple demands that I have. Um, I will be running it on my laptop only because I have to be familiar with it. But uh, it's not something that I would recommend to people unless you want to spend a lot of time searching and looking around for things. It is prettier, but in my opinion, it's much less functional and I value function over prettiness. So. If you have any questions with anything, you can give me a call. My number, once again, 317-883-7224. That's 883-PCCG. You can find this tech tip and many others, as well as a full uh, four-page article write-up and a video. You know, it's a little hard listening to the podcast without being able to see these things, so I have a video posted on my webpage as well under the Windows 8 review, along with the article and this podcast www.pccomputerguy.com click on the tech tips look for the windows 8 review or just search in the upper right hand box for windows 8 until next time thanks for listening